0: Get ready, get ready for this and hot tea. Get ready, get ready for tea time and filter with your girl loving tea. In all this hot tea on these podcast streets. So get ready, get ready for this and hot tea. One tea time and filter with your girl loving tea
1: hey tea sippers welcome to another episode of tea time unfiltered with your girl lovely tea and i got my girl emily in the building emily say what's up to the people what's up everybody so it has been a lot going on today is tuesday and it has been just a hot mess Mm -hmm. in these past two days everything kind of started over the weekend and it's just kind of spiraled so we're going to get into a lot of stuff um, during this next hour so if you guys don't know, um, it came out recently that Cardi B and Offset, they're no longer together. They're no longer, I mean, they're still married, but they're not together. Mm-hmm. And all of this came out because of um, Blueface and Krishan. So what, what happened is that Krishan, I guess she's dating, I don't know what happened to the little white boy she was dating, that Mabu dude. <laughs> I've never heard of him tell her, but. Yes, I don't know where he went. They made the diss track and she moved on. So she's <laughs> dating somebody named Suave or child, whatever, the K-Suave or something like that. Makes me think of the shampoo. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> And so they're dating. And so Krishan finally decided to take Blueface's face Literally off of her neck, that blue face tattoo. And so mm. she went live to show herself replacing Blueface's face with this huge rose tattoo. And it seems like that triggered Blueface. So we're going to go ahead and watch this video really quick here. Are you feeling about
0: it? You think I you, think, you do it? Yeah. Sure. Black, rose. <laughs> black, rose. <laughs> black rose. I don't want a black rose. No, but I don't want uh, you just put a cross through the nigga's face. <laughs> <laughs> I might put it in his face because he wanna taste. This that newborn pussy make my water break. Okay.
1: All right. So what that do you was think? Good. About- yeah, he really did a good job with that cover up, but this is you know, this is proof why you should not be tattooing people's faces and names on you. Cause That's a lot of time. Yeah, on something so obvious, you know what I'm saying? And she has, like, several pictures of blue face on her body.
2: Yeah, now, I ain't gonna judge on the... I got my husband's name tattooed on me, so let me not judge too harshly. Oh, yeah, no, we're not judging, because
1: I, <laughs> I, I got my ex's name tattooed on me. But it's, um, you know what I'm saying? It's in a private place. That's right, Everybody well... can see it, and it doesn't bother me. Right, and me right. Say, when I say private place, I don't mean nowhere near the private area. <laughs> so it's just in, the, it's in like, near my back, you know what I mean? So, continue. Yeah.
2: I, I so, well so I do I have which I mean a, a lot of people probably have I, I think i um, what's her name Masika has a similar one it's like the it looks like a flower and then the stem is like in cursive writing and it's like the stem is like whatever name so I've seen that on a lot of people but um, anyway it's cute it's on my arm but nonetheless I will say um a portrait of someone on your neck is um that's a
1: lot that that is a lot especially in keyword. Keyword. this is not her husband Exactly. She got it. Like, I was married. You were married. Right. That's a big difference when you get, you know, the person that you're married to tatted on you. And he also has my name on himself as well. So it was definitely a two-way street. Okay, Right,
2: right. And definitely, you know, like I said, y'all do
1: you because what I know a
2: lot of people think of as well, fuck it, I'll just get it covered up. So I do think, though, that this is a cause, because Krishan got money. Mm -hmm. So she got a portrait of him on her neck you know, like right under her chin. So she's able to afford to get an amazing tattoo because he did the damn thing that that rose. And I know usually flowers and roses are typically like the go-to when it comes to cover-ups, but Mm -hmm. she has the resources and money to get someone to come out and do a beautiful cover-up. But it's just, you know, y'all be just keep in mind where you get the tattoos, what you get them, um, who you get them with, you know, Mm -hmm. in the future. Uh, you might have to get them covered up. So, you know, definitely, definitely think of that. But I will say the tattoo turned out beautiful. Oh, yeah, because me and you
1: both spent a lot of time in tattoo shops. For y'all who don't Uh know, yeah, (laughs) Emily got a bunch of tattoos. Like, Mm -hmm. I used to literally, like, apprentice and work at a tattoo shop when I was pregnant. You know, so I was very close with this tattoo shop in our area in the Twin Cities. So we've been around a lot of tattoos. We know good tattoo work. And he definitely did the damn thing, especially being that that blue face tattoo was so dark. Yeah. You know, it's hard to cover up dark
2: tattoos. I think it looks better. I think the cover-up looks better than the original. Yeah. And usually, you know, hell, that's that's kind of hard to come by unless it's just a really shitty done original. But I don't know. I think the cover-up definitely looks really good. The shading's good. It's He did the damn thing on that one. So, you know.
1: Yeah. Now, what's so funny is that, so once that went viral, all of a sudden, Blueface was definitely in his feelings. And so he took to social media and he said this. He says... Tell me why I snook a, tell me why I snook and swapped the baby. <laughs> DNA test results came in. I hate how he writes. I'm not the father shaking my head. It's a bittersweet. I think he meant he wrote, it's a bitter sweat, but I think he meant bittersweet. <laughs> I'm feeling because I was coming around to it, but definitely in my best interest. Thank you, Jesus. Then he says, I can't even pretend like I'm not happy as hell. So then at that point, you know, Krishan gets upset. She accuses him of like, you know, downloading and watching gay porn, you uh-huh. know, which is just odd to me because, again, you kept messing with this dude. So, you know, she's right. like blasting him. And then eventually he comes back and he like snaps and accuses her of sleeping with offset. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to pull that clip up here. He basically says, So you ain't fuck Cardi B's husband November 10th at 4 a.m. at their house in LA. I'm making this up. Then he says, "Being tatted on a hoe is not a flex. You literally fucked Cardi B's husband a couple of weeks ago. I'm tired of niggas looking at me while they fucking you. Get the rest of them gone ASAP, please. Cuz you Damn. know she got a whole bunch of like tattoos of him." Yeah. Then he that goes wasn't on. The first cover up. Right. Then she goes on to say, "You over here trying to crack an elite chopper's baby mama. She dubbed you. You got no riz my boy." Then she says, let's talk about how I saw gay porn in your recent search history. That's why I honestly got the cover up, bro. I had a zesty nigga on my neck. Nothing wrong with being bisexual. Just let a bitch know before she fall in love, weirdo. You just crashing out, making up shit. But the one calling to see if I started it. Yet, Azul go to bed. So basically now she's talking about, you know, he's gay. and But this is not the first time that she's, alluded to him being bi or gay and having gay porn on his phone because remember that time when they got into that fight and they almost broke down that door or he broke down the door Mm. because he was trying to take uh, he didn't want her in his phone and everybody was saying he's that angry and breaking down doors because he got gay porn on his phone but my thing is she's been saying little things like that but you still turned around and had a baby with him yeah,
2: that that's definitely interesting that you feel that strongly about letting me know and this, that, and the third, but you still continued on to, and I mean, hell, wasn't she just saying she was pregnant by him again, not too long ago. So, right. I mean, it didn't seem to bother you until now that y'all are going back and forth and I'm sure they'll, you know, be back together before you know it, but nonetheless. Hopefully they
1: won't be. I hope not. I, I'm I just sick think of they them. need to separate at this point in time. It's just so, annoying. Um, once that went viral offset finally spoke up and he said i ain't never touched that lady real top man you need some help so that was his response so mm-hmm. then of course everybody was coming at cardi b like offset fucked, um you know krishan and this and that so then at that point cardi b had to admit that they're not together so we're going to go ahead and watch that video really quick
3: do put me none of that i don't know if y'all been Getting clues from me for my life. I mean, I don't know if you guys been getting clues from me for my lives or for my stories when I put some certain music, or from my own followings. When it comes for today's events and stuff, I don't know if it's. true. I don't think it's true. I don't care to find out because I I've been single for a minute now, but I have been afraid to like. I'm not afraid. I just don't know how like to tell the world. But I feel like today has been like a sign. Like I've been the last time I got on live, I kinda wanted you guys to tell you. I kinda wanted to tell you guys, but I didn't know how to tell you. So I was like, I changed my mind. But it has been like this for a minute now. And I was just I just took it as a sign. So I wanna I wanna start 2024 like fresh, open. I don't know, I'm curious for a new for a new life, for a new beginning and yeah i'm excited is factor meals
1: too busy with the holidays to plan to cook but you want to make sure that you're eating well would factor skip the extra trip to the grocery store the chopping and the prepping the cleaning up and most of all the kids asking you is it done yet while you're still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality that you and your family need Factor's fresh never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Enjoy extra convenience at any time of the day with their assortment of 45 plus add-ons to suit your various preferences and taste. You can choose from breakfast items like delicious apple cinnamon pancakes and don't forget you can also try their pressed cold juices and shakes and smoothies and they are really really good so make sure you guys check those out during the add-on process. Now to get this deal during the month of November, you get fact- during the month of November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without a hassle by simply choosing your meals and having them delivered to your doorstep, no prep, no mess. So in order to try this, you want to head over to factormeals.com/sipslow50. Make sure you guys use the code sipslow50 to get 50% off. Once again, go to factormeals.com slash sipslow50 to save 50% off today. All right. So how do you feel about what she had to say? I mean, for, first of all,
2: I think it's really sad that, you know, when any marriage uh, ends, they have kids together and they've been together a really long time. So, you know, but if both of them are unhappy and, you know, they decided, to maybe, fi- I, I don't know. The thing with Cardi and Offset, though, is that this is not the first time this has happened. So,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: I, I don't know that this is one of the things I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know, because they've, they've gotten, I mean, this has happened before and they got back together. So, right. you know, if this, if they are separating, you know, I wish them best the both of, uh of luck. But I mean, like I said, that this has happened before and they got back together. So uh wh- whatever, you know, she likes it. I love it. But um. I don't know. I'm wondering, like, bro, you think that Offset really fucked Crescent? Because I'm starting to kind of wonder maybe he did. I'm starting to think maybe he did.
1: You know, I don't know. You It's know, hard. It's would, hard. You know, who knows at this point if he did or not? Um, I would hope he didn't. Um, But why would Blueface just come out and say that? But then again, Blueface is messy and he does have a new show coming out on Zeus. So I'm thinking maybe this is a way for him to, like, promote this new rap show that he has on Zeus with a bunch of, like, rap females. So who knows? But yeah, Cardi and Offset have broken up several times. And a lot of people are even saying this, like we all know Nicki Minaj's album dropped this weekend. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. I don't know why it's squeaking. Hold on. We all know that Nicki Minaj's album dropped this weekend. So we are going to be addressing that as well. So mm-hmm. a lot of people on social media, including the Barb's, I don't know why that thing is squeaking. I'm sorry. I don't want to up that feedback. Let me move back from the computer a bit. Um, A lot of people, including the Barb, have been saying online that Offset and Cardi B are doing this as a publicity stunt. It's only because they're trying to take attention away from Nikki's album and this mm. and that. So I can see why some people would feel that way because, yeah, how convenient, you know, the same weekend that Nikki drops, you know, all of a sudden there's all this talk about Offset messing with Krishan. And then now Cardi B comes out and gets attention for, you know, coming out and saying that her and Offset are not together, So I can see how people say that, but I don't know. I feel like I can tell in this video she's really sad and, you know, something is definitely going on. And let's not forget, it was what, like a week and a half ago when she unfollowed him. Remember, they were viral from following each other.
2: Yeah. And then it wouldn't, it, it does make a lot of sense now though. Cause even fat or, um, shit, I'm saying fast forward. We're winding a while back when she was like really upset on social media and saying like really disturbing things. Like you could tell that she was definitely like emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally going through it. So I'm like, okay, that like, I definitely believe they're not together that the timing, I will say I get the optics of it though. I could see why mm-hmm. some people be like, girl of all times for you to be saying this. I, I cannot definitely I agree with you. I definitely understand and see why people w- would see that or feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you I, I definitely think what she's saying is is like it's a legit thing that she's going through because uh a while I mean, just for a while, Cardi has kind of been off by the way she's acting emotionally, mentally, all that. It's like, damn girl, why like you're crashing out type shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because she was talking about wanting to harm herself not too long ago.
2: Yeah, it was really scary and disturbing. And then she's threatening now that the mic thing, I know that was a little bit farther back, but it's like you're hurling mics at people. She just seemed very upset and angry. And, um, you know, just like something was off with her more so than just and I get we're all human. We go through like waves in life and stuff like that. But now that she says that they have that she's been single for a minute, mm-hmm. a lot of dots are starting to connect with like, oh, OK, I see why she was so upset or
1: so emotional for a while. Right, right. Yeah. And it's crazy that all of this came out because of Krishan and Blueface. <laughs> oh, damn
2: people. You I'm starting I'm to wonder because Blueface was very specific, like for him to be like on this date in this time in this place. And mm-hmm. then Cardi's reaction to be like, well, shit, I don't I don't think it is. But hell, I don't know. I don't give a shit or I, I, I don't care. You know, so I guess her reaction being like, you know, it might be she kind of It seemed like it could be true. I don't know. I'm not I don't think it is, but it could. I don't care. I'm single. So to me, I'm starting to kind of think maybe it did happen. I don't know.
1: I mean, again, I don't put anything past anybody in this industry because all these folks mess around. And yeah. and as much as people can say what they want to say about Krishan and Blueface, they're trending literally every day for some fuck shit. Like, literally, they're trending. And I feel like people are, at this point, messing with them because you get more attention for trending for craziness, you know, antics on social media, than anything concerning music. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I can attach myself to Krishan and Blueface in some type of way, you know, that's a bump in the algorithm. Right. When she just, when
2: she had her baby, I mean, there was hundreds and thousands of people that watched her give birth to her child more so than, you know, people that are are very well known in music when they go live, like even those numbers aren't, aren't hitting, you know, when she's giving birth to their, their, I guess her child now, but. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, they definitely get a lot that there's a lot of clout around their name, they trend, they draw a lot of attention. And it's interesting, because I hear so many people say like, I'm sick of them. I'm tired of hearing about them. I don't care. But it's like, who, who's pushing this? Th- like, I don't know. It's like, we do care, though, in a way, like, it's easy to say, I don't care. But then you hear something and you're like, Really? Well, what the mama have to say about this? Cause now right. I'm kinda, the, you know, for Carlisa, exactly. <laughs> what Carlisa have to say about this? Cause I wanna honestly, I'm curious, what does she have to say about the Cardi B, you know, offset thing? What she got to say about uh that not being
1: Blueface's baby. Right. <laughs> she's grandma. And then let's not forget, um, Jaden Alexis had posted like over the weekend too, she she had a cake and it says, Congratulations, you dodged a bullet. Oh yeah. Oh. I bet she is like, woohoo, thank God. I'm the only baby mama. I can see her doing that. Right. But this fool got two kids by him. So ma'am, you didn't dodge a bullet for yourself.
2: No, hell right. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You worried still about the <laughs> you worried about him more than you worried about yourself. Exactly. I do kind of like I'm not gonna lie though, I do kinda like that one song that she has that um uh the the Barbie, um Snipped like a bar. You know, the hello mm-hmm. the, I don't I don't even know the name of the song, but the beat to it. I like, the, the, it's a catchy song, maybe. You know, obviously it's not the, the deepest song. You're not gonna get like deep lyricism, but it's a catchy song. It's definitely all over TikTok. Yeah, I, I I it does. I like it. I am gonna lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's definitely did that. a tic
2: jam. <laughs> yeah, you know, he wrote that for, her, I'm sure. So
1: it's a cute little song. Yeah. You know, the whole thing is just it's just funny just watching all of this stuff play out with them. So, of course, she has something to say after they went viral. So we're going to watch that really quick because um, they're still going back and forth as we speak here. Oh, God.
0: I need to talk about him again. Like, what do you want from me, bro? Like, what the? F- so he's like, so uh, the baby's over there with you. The baby's going to be wherever I go. He's going to be protected. He's going to be safe. He's going to be with his mother, mom. You know why? Because when I had a funny feeling when I left him with Marsh, I paid his $1,000 an hour. That's why I, when she when when he woke up trying to t- take the baby, she was like, you going to take me too. Till Sean, get to us because respectfully, that's what she paid for. So, yeah. So, nigga, this weird is just like a weirdo. Like, he really weirdo. Like, real shit. So, now... I got all my control though. That's why I had my baby in Baltimore. That's why I didn't put him on no birth certificate. So, still my baby again. Respectfully, it's not your child. You know why? Because where's the proof? In, in spite of that DNA test we took on our t- t- TV show, yeah, we have proof. We know this is your kid, but he doing so, so much damage. I had to make sure he wasn't on no birth certificate. I had to make sure I was more in control of the situation because the situation is, okay? Because, like, I don't know what man will expose their son. Kidnapped him, get in a car accident. The baby don't got no, it's no, he didn't grab the diaper bag or nothing. He just left the crib. Like, he could just survive on.
1: All right, so you just heard what she had to say. And again, it's so funny how people come to all these realizations after the child is here. Exactly. And, you know, I think
2: we've had this conversation before, and this is a perfect example as why, yes, being poor is not fun. There's your own trauma that you experience being poor, Mm -hmm. but being poor, growing up with no money, I mean, obviously to a certain extent, you know, but growing up without money is not the worst thing that can happen to you. This is a perfect example they all have money. They all have resources.
1: That, how old is the baby at this point? This like baby I'm- is literally about three months old. Like she's <laughs> doing, she she uses this baby as a prop. Her latest flyer on her um, Instagram page, she's promoting, she's supposed to be, because like I said, people keep saying like, you know, well, who's supporting this? She's getting booked for all types of stuff. But on her page is this flyer. I saw it today. Um, she's going to be part of the 92 Q Jams in Baltimore. So they they have it. Um, Can you see it? Special guest performance, Krishan Rock. And she's holding her baby in the flyer. Her baby at this point is nothing more than a prop for her.
2: Yeah, this is ridiculous. I mean, at three months old, this and you know, I know some people could argue, well, they won't remember this. This is bad energy. This at three months old, with the amount of resources and money that they have, which I know they've acquired a lot of the money and resources they have from the craziness and the ridiculousness. But this child has been through so much in three months. And I still want to know, has the baby had the surgery? Like, has anybody been updated on that? I know that's none of my business, but at this point, they put it <laughs> out there. So I'm, right. I'm genuinely concerned.
1: At this point, we're invested, damn it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, call me nosy. That's none of my business. Well, hell, y'all are the one that put it out there. So now I want to know, I'm I'm invested in your child's health. Has Has he had the surgery that he really, really needs? Like, Mm. this is ridiculous. And I I mean, just to have a real conversation, I I like Krishan. But after she had this baby, it really exposed a lot of flaws in her character to where it's like, girl, and I really, I swear, I do not like to judge people's parenting because being a parent is very hard. You make mistakes. It's trial and error. I try not to judge people when it comes to their parenting. I've made mistakes. It's just like you said, it doesn't come with a handbook. But it's mm-hmm. like, girl, like you're not even holding your baby correctly. You're in Walmart with the baby slumped over with the damn pit bull. And it's like, wh- what are you doing? It's exposed a lot of things to where it almost, it, it gives her um, an image of like a lot of narcissistic characteristics to where it seems like, I know she's always talking under, about her baby and her babies with me and this, that, and the third, but it's like, are you taking parenting classes? This baby has it had its surgery. You're, you're doing a lot. This baby's anywhere and everywhere. And it, it's gotten to where it's kind of like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of her anymore, because I don't really like the way that she acts as a parent. Yeah, which is very judgmental, I'll admit. But you know, like I said, they brought us in this shit.
1: Oh, yeah, it is what it is. It's online. And it is it's like this child is everywhere. But home, you know, <laughs> he's around everybody. And I don't know. I just I feel bad for the baby because the baby didn't ask to be born into this dysfunction, you know, with the parents not getting along. then the grandmother, you know, she's wishy washy. Mm-hmm. You know, the baby mothers have had issues. You know, it's it's just a lot. It's a lot. Um, and even like on the show, on, on the baddie show, a lot of people like really don't like her on that show. They're like her attitude is just nasty. She's picking fights with people, you she's know. So, yeah, she's a bully on that show. Mm-hmm. I like her sister. I think a lot of people have gotten to like her sister
2: because, I mean, she's, they're practically the same person. Her sister just doesn't seem to be as uh, arrogant, I guess would be the word. Mm-hmm. But she yeah, she's definitely coming oh, she, herself. What, what's her friend's name? Marsh? She nodded up Marsh's head bad.
1: Oh, yeah. Real so bad. Oh, yeah. I saw that fight. That was crazy. So now let's go ahead and segue um, you know, so we've been talking about that. I want to go ahead and talk about um, the situation with Partisan and Meg. So for y'all who don't know, so Party... Now, y'all remember we talked about this the last podcast, actually, like a month ago. We did. You know, when Party came out with that diss track. And it wasn't really a diss track. He was just basically addressing her nonsense because she low-key called him out first without saying his name. So mm-hmm. he came out with his diss track. So now he's speaking to Angela Yee. And he's talking about the situation, so we're going to go ahead and listen to this really quick here. Because on the Cobra song, she talked about you, um, <laughs> you know, in the same bed that she sleeps in, right? So you
3: said it wasn't there. So what did happen?
4: Did that's, you cheat? That's not what happened. Put it like that. That's not what happened at all. Um, what's cheating? No, no, no. Let, Don't let, do let, that. No, no, no. no, Please, 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 please. Because, <laughs> Don't you but, do that. No, 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 because I really need to go there. I, re- I really, really do. Did you get your dick sucked by deflecting. somebody else? I'm not deflecting it. Did she catch you getting your dick
3: sucked? Absolutely not.
4: Okay. Absolutely not.
3: Did you have sex or, be, or are you intimate with somebody else while y'all while y'all were In, in a relationship? relationship, absolutely not. You're saying you didn't cheat?
4: Absolutely. But this is my thing, right? <laughs> okay. Is, is hiding text messages cheating from your partner? Is that cheating?
3: Well, what are these text messages? Well, I feel Is like... it's
4: something that you got to hide from your partner. Is it cheating?
3: Right. And that's what I was going to say. I feel like anything... And I've, I've answered this plenty of times. I feel like anything that you are doing that you would not do in front of your significant other, I feel like that's a form of cheating. Or Whether anything you don't want her doing. Right. Right. Whether be, it's emotionally, you know. physically, <clears throat> intellectually, if it's something that you're not going to do right in front of your partner or something that you wouldn't accept your partner doing from you, then yes, that's cheating. That's yeah, just perfect. my thought. So, did you cheat?
4: In that regard, I I, I, I say so. You okay. know what I mean? But, so maybe it was
1: inappropriate stuff. But I was in, inappropriate, inappropriate,
4: correct, right? <laughs> okay. Inappropriate, correct. But the way that it was painted, that would have me so mad. I'm like, this is the part of the relationship after everything that took place. Everything that was like kind of, you know, forgiving everything that we've washed away. Especially when nobody asked for this. This is what you want to go with.
1: All right. So we just heard what party had to say. Um, for me, it took him too long to answer the question. Girl, I'm like, he's Did you lying. cheat or did you not cheat? It is a yes or no. All this right. beating around the bush. All this beating around the bush. It's like he's scared to eat the pussy, so he licks around the tush. Y'all remember that damn line from 8 Mile UK? Because I can't even <laughs> remember how it went. But that's what, he was just beating around the bush and it was just so annoying. You know, um, yeah,
2: that was, that was the first thing for me. I'm like, it's a yes or no question. But I do understand sometimes, um, with some some questions aren't yes or no but that did you cheat yes or no but I do understand him clarifying she didn't walk on me getting my dicks up so no that ain't what happened to the cheating yeah exactly so the way that she's painting things no that's not what happened but yeah I'm with yeah he probably cheated but I I mean she did too so it seems like they both was cheating
1: right you know and the whole thing is like at the end of the day, um, I do like, how, I don't know who the third girl is on this Anjali show. It was a good
2: conversation. Show. Yeah, I
1: like how she said that because people think that cheating is just a physical act. Like, you know, I'm just smashing another guy or I'm smashing another girl. No, cheating can be emotional. You know, mm-hmm. anything that you hide from your partner, anything that you're scared to let your partner know that you're doing, if you have to hide it from your partner, you shouldn't be doing it. Anything that you don't want your partner doing, yet and still you're down to do it oh hell no yeah because
2: they say usually with uh with women they're you know if there's like infidelity it typically is more on an emotional level whereas mm-hmm. with men it tends to be more of a physical thing which not always obviously but you know that kind of just goes without saying but yeah there there's definitely emotional cheating uh for sure so there, there's i thought it was a really good conversation that they were having but he was kind of beating around the bush a little bit at first. So, you know, it seemed like they probably were both, you know, cheating and maybe they kind of worked it out and got past it. And then he got blindsided when the song came out and she kind of was insinuating that she walked in on him getting some head. And he's like, well, this ain't what happened. And I will say Meg is known for kind of twisting, you know, the tw- would twisting the truth be the right way to say it? She just yeah. would be leaving out key details to where, you know, like where she's able to look like the victim more or less. Right, exactly. Like something might have happened and she's not completely lying, but the way that she words it and puts, you know, puts the story out there, the the general public kind of takes it a certain way. And it's like, girl, you know what she was doing. So I could see where in that point he was like, wait a minute, that that's not what happened. Right. No, I I
1: definitely agree with that. And it's just, you know, again, I think he was doing a lot of emotional cheating and Mm -hmm. also him going through the trial with her, you know, just every time she's trending and being attacked that can only, you know, a man's ego is only going to take so much anyways, you know, so it, it probably, she's going through a lot emotionally, you know, dealing with the trial, dealing with all this stuff she was dealing with on social media. He's getting hit, you know, by proxy just because he's with her. So he probably found comfort in somebody else. It looks like.
2: Yeah, because I can definitely understand, especially as a man, but even as a woman, like I could understand, I'm having to, you know, defend you and beef with these people that I know have already been intimate with you, and you know, from a woman's aspect, you know, that that would make me feel some type of way. But like you said, with men and their egos at times, I could definitely see how that would be, uh, difficult. Is it right? No, because were they together at that time? Because I am. I will say I do believe if there's if that's in the past, what I've been through and who you know what my body count and all that is, is in the past. And we talked about that beforehand and he was cool with it. Don't start feeling away now, but maybe right. that wasn't really a conversation that they had. And then once it started coming out, cause he said he was finding all that information out as everybody else did. So I could definitely see how that would be hard for him.
1: So I feel like long story short party, you know what I'm saying? Most likely did cheat. And mm-hmm. like you were saying, it wasn't in the way that Meg was describing it. But to me, emotionally cheating, you know, sending text messages, sexual pictures, sexting, that's all a form of cheating in my book. Yeah, I definitely agree. So I just think it's going to be interesting. I think at this point he needs to go back to making music or writing music and just leave this situation alone because it's not a good look. And they're going to make it look like he's picking on her and harassing her. So he needs to just leave it alone and focus on his new relationship and let this situation go. Oh, he's already
2: in a new relationship?
1: Yeah, he's dating some girl. She's another I, rapper.
2: You know, I will say, party, I don't, and I could be wrong, because this is just one, you know, instance. But he kind of gives me, you know how there's some people that are relationship people? Mm-hmm. He gives me the vibes that he is a relation, Like, he's a very emotional, not in a bad way, but like, right. he seems like a relationship type
1: of person. Yeah, he's dating Jada Kingdom. She's a 25-year-old singer, so oh, that's oh, who oh. he's dating is Jada Kingdom. I don't, I couldn't tell you what songs she's ever sang. Well, let me tell you, if she's with Party, then she's about to have some some bomb music because he can write his ass off. That's true, because even that so-called quote-unquote diss track, that was really good. I yeah. It. it was very, you know, it was emotional. It was deep. You know, he said a lot of things. So, yeah, you know, maybe he can write for her as well. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So that's going to be interesting. (laughs) It's going to blow up. (laughs) Right. So now we got to talk about the whole Nicki Minaj Pink Friday 2 album. So let me tell you, initially, it took me a long time to even get to it because this weekend was really hectic for me. You know, we're busy trying to find a Christmas tree and get the house decorated and all that stuff. So I wasn't able to listen to it while riding around. So it took me until yesterday. I got a chance to like literally, you know, slow down and start from, the first track to track number 22. And I can say I was pleasantly blown away. Mm
4: -hmm. I wasn't
1: expecting it to be as good as it was. Um, There was a lot of growth. She has several songs that I know I'm going to have on repeat, but I thought it was really good. I think the rollout was really good. Um, She's like number one, like all over the place right now. People are really liking the album. How did you feel about it? Um, I loved it. And I will say that. So Pink Friday,
2: uh, the, the first one, is, is one of my favorite it's my favorite album by Nikki but it's one of my favorite albums I, I remember back when um people still bought CDs around this time and <laughs> I remember like I went I was at Target and I bought the CD and I kept a little poster of her because the little thing unfolded and there's like a little poster of her, and it was on my wall and anyways like I had that CD on repeat there was so many good songs on there I love Pink Friday so when Pink Friday 2 was coming out, I thought, you know, that there's really high expectations for me personally, because I absolutely love that album, the the first one, which I didn't mm-hmm. go into it with the mindset of comparing it. But I really, like you said, I enjoyed the growth because listening to it when I was 20, 21, mm-hmm. I could vibe out to that music. And then now the age that I am now, I can still vibe out to the music that she has because she's grown so much as a person. You can, like you said, you could see a lot of growth in her. She's talking about being a mother, talking about being a wife, just life as an adult. And it wasn't, there was, it was so diverse. There was so many different types of songs. Like there was something on there from for everybody. There was mm-hmm. the TikTok songs. There was the club bangers. The first song literally like drew emotion out of me. It was very emotional. I loved the first song. Um, Oh, I can't remember. Uh, well, something about staff i can't i'm not good at remembering the, song. the first song on the album i love yeah, it about her dad yes yes mm-hmm. and it was making me think about my grandma and it, it was just it was such a good song the second one um what was that barbie dangerous i love that like it really like she was yeah, popping her that. shit
1: mm-hmm.
0: she was
2: you know there was like i said club bangers there was the tiktok songs there was the melodic songs you could vibe to so I really really enjoyed it. I thought she did her thing and the fact that there was 22 songs at that, that's a lot of music. Like that was a really a really solid album.
1: Yeah, and she just dropped another um song with 50 Cent. Cuz oh, no, Beep." Shit, beep I heard yeah, it. I heard that early. I thought his verse was okay, but so she got him on the remix of beep beep. But yeah, I'm there was a lot band. of really good songs. I liked it um what was that one? R&B or uh let me pull up the track list here before I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> there really wasn't any
2: skips on there. Like there was not a song that I heard that I'm like, "eh, this is trash." And yeah, get going, you know. And I guess it would kind of come down to what type of music you like. Some people don't like, you know, singing Nikki. I love singing Nikki, mm-hmm. but. You know, there was songs where she was popping, you know, popping her ish and all that. And I love those songs. But then it was cool because it wasn't just all that. It wasn't just all, oh, I'm the queen. Y'all ain't nothing. Bow down. You know, there was it was just about being, you know, a a woman in life. And I I could definitely see why a lot of people like it because there's just something for everybody.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a mixture. It took you through like a range of emotions. And I think she had some really good features on there as well um that r&b song with Lil wayne and tate Cobang. i don't know who tate Cobang is but i really liked them i that thought his first yeah that his verse was cool <laughs> Lil wayne said i bought a fake ass for a real bitch I said, I don't know okay wayne. Wayne. okay wayne he's back so i was definitely loving that um i didn't like needles though i didn't skip it but i was that was the one featuring drake i did not like needles i just got he just didn't sound the same like like I guess for me, when I see when I hear a Nikki and Drake song collab, I want to hear something like Moment for Life. Ba ba ba. You dropped onto your knees. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, looked that Moment hard for one. Life. Like that was a dope song. And then they also had, you know, um, The Best I Ever Had, The Best I Ever Had. Yeah, that's American beat. That's my song. You know what I mean? So it's like this I was ready for a new Drake and Nikki, you know, collab. And it just it fell flat for me. And it wasn't so much on Nikki, it was more on Drake. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I can't get into Drake anymore. I just didn't like it. But even I didn't like it, I will say that that number six, let me calm down with J. Cole. Oh, I love that one. Man, I loved that one
2: because and also I love the fact that, and this is no shade to the other girls. But right now we are in an era where you know it is kind of, and and I like it. I'm I'm here for it. But we do kind of are in a more raunchy area where it's you know pussy pussy and buttholes and you know all kind of stuff. So I love to hear <laughs> right. I love to hear a song that I can listen to and relate to. Like yeah, give me a minute, let me calm down, give me some space. You know, like it was. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that one.
1: Yeah, I just, I loved it. Like, it got me very emotional listening to it because he said, you know, um, you know, marriage, relationships, it's not for the faint of heart. And you know, it's not talking fun. about going to therapy and, um, you know, bringing up God. Like, I was like, whoo, that may be like, it's it had me stopping in my tracks. It was such a beautiful track all the way around. That's what I was looking for with the Nicki and Drake collab. And that didn't do it for me, but it made up for it with the J. Cole. Like, J. Cole put his so into that song i yeah. love when he came in he killed his verse barbie dangerous that i like that song oh too. that one was cold
2: mm-hmm. i liked um uh fuck the club up i like that one too um i i think it's one of those albums too which i will say Nikki's just one of those artists as well mm-hmm. that you have to like a lot of times you can miss it like, you have to sometimes go back and re-listen because you'll you'll miss stuff. Kind of like with, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like, kind of with Eminem sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, there are such talented lyricists that sometimes, like, you can, with me especially, because mm-hmm. I do kind of like more of, like, club bangers and stuff like that. Sometimes I have to go back and re-listen because I'll miss it the first time if I don't go back and, like, oh, I didn't even catch that shade. Mm-hmm. Like, when she was talking about the dreadlocks and stuff like that, I was like, oh, damn, I didn't even notice that until I saw, like, other people pointing that out.
1: Yeah, because even, like, if you think about it, um, there was a part where she was talking about Lombardi in the chorus, and mm-hmm. that was definitely a jab at Cardi when they were, like, you know, fighting over that um, that one song that they had when Nicki and Cardi had collaborated. Let me tie my weave up. And oh, weave. damn, I didn't
2: even catch that. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's from that song, you know, from when they were into it. So I thought that was kind of clever that she put that Lombardi part in the chorus, you know, yeah. so a few shots. I mean, there was a, I forgot which song it was when she bought a Tory Lanes and was Yo, like, um, got my lane. I'm, I'm not, not Iggy. Iggy. Yes. Now, see that, that was towards Meg.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, apparently I didn't know this, but um they were saying that Meg copies Iggy, which I don't personally see that, but. And yeah. I get like you know Iggy wrote that long letter you know supporting Tory and all that stuff so mm. I thought I thought that was cool but I didn't even notice like I said to us all like I heard other people breaking it down and stuff like that you know other Barb's about the the um, the shot at Lotto about the dreadlocks because she said something about oh yeah I like his dreads and then uh, Chloe was like yeah I like his locks. And then Nikki came out and kind of broke it down, you know, like, I guess more how it's, you know, your your bit your chop, bitch, your chop. I'm like, damn, that went right over my head. I would have never caught that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, she was definitely coming through with the bars. You mm-hmm. know, she just had like a lot of good songs on that I really liked. And um, even like, what was the other song? Uh, Forwarded, Forwarded from Trinny. I liked it how she was shouting out like all the different countries, you know, she shouted out Lagos, Nigeria, you know, she talked about the Somalis. I just loved how she was kind of like it was almost like a global thing. Like, you know, showing love to like the African girls, the African Americans, the, you know, Caribbean girls. So, I thought that was really cool. I just love how she switches up her flow. Where yeah. in certain songs it's more kiddish, TikTok-ish, you know what I mean? But then in other stuff, it's it's very she's going hard, she's popping Big difference. Her shit. Yeah, and then like that one song, cowgirl had me ready to get freaky. I'm like, okay, I like this <laughs> shit. All right now, I know this right, right? That shit like cowgirl. Uh-uh. Yeah. So yeah, I really and- liked that. It was like a mixture of everything. In this album and even like um, the song Blessings with Tasha Cobb, you know, just getting really religious and talking about Christianity and her faith. I thought that was cool. And um the last song, Just Memories, I really liked it that because it kind of reminded me of her other song that she had uh, years ago. I can't think of it where she talked about how people doubted her in the industry. And I think she shouted out Sylvia Rhone. And I cannot think of the song it's from back in the day. But this kind of reminded me of like an updated version of that song.
2: Yeah, I could definitely see a few parallels to um, some of the songs from Pink Friday Mm -hmm. to, you know, Pink Friday too. But I did go into it with like the mindset of I'm not going to compare, like I'm not going to hold the same expectations Mm -hmm. as Pink Friday. Because like I said.
1: Hello it was just such a good, it broke up. You said you, you weren't going to hold the same expectations. Yeah. I
2: wasn't going to hold the same expectations to um, pink Friday too, as I did pink Friday. I didn't want to like compare them because I just hold pink Friday to such a high standard, Mm -hmm. but I was very pleasantly surprised just listening to the whole album. The only song I I said, there's no skips, but I think the one side, and I, maybe I need to just go back and listen to it again um I didn't because maybe I was expecting a different vibe the one by her in future probably was my least favorite one
1: yeah I'm just not into anything future has put out as of late
2: yeah I hadn't really heard anything by him that I can think of unless there's something that I'm forgetting but yeah there's not a future song like you said as of late that pops up but you know I'm I'm thinking you know transformer like I'm thinking okay it's about to be future and Nikki like this is you know gonna be more of like a a banger you know and it it seemed like more melodic i guess which is cool too but that that probably out of all the songs was my least favorite one but overall it was just a really really good album i was very very surprised well no i'm not going to say surprised but i was just very um shit i just liked it i really i really really loved that album i thought it was great
1: yeah i finally figured out what that song reminded me of still i rise that was my song if you go back and listen to that song, it came out years ago. That was one of my favorite Nicki Minaj songs, Still I Rise, which, mm. you know, people were like doubting her. And they had all these, you know, they're calling her a lesbian because her name is Ninaj and she's trying to be like little Kim. And, you know, then she's talking about she hit up Universal to see what Sylvia Rohn had to say, you know, ask L.A. Reed, ask Jay. Like everything started to come back to me now. But that's what that last song kind of reminded me of. It reminded me of like a modern day version of Still I Rise. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, yeah if you she go back and listen to
1: it. You'll see the parallels.
2: Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely have to do that. Cause I mean, like I said, the the first pink Friday, there was just so many amazing songs on there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was worried that like, okay, you know, cause every with me that I was going to listen to pink Friday too, and just be like, this is just nothing like pink Friday, you know, because it is pink Friday too. But yeah, no, I, I for me coming in and even as hard as I tried not to compare them I think they were they were good. This is Pink Friday is my favorite album by her. This is probably my second favorite album by her.
1: Yeah, and let's not forget, she's in a different space now. Like, she's, you know, they're calling this like a middle-age reset. She's grown. You know, she has a child. She talked about her husband on the album and stuff like that. You know, she's now 41 years old, so this isn't the same Nikki from, what, 16 years ago in her 20s. So, you know, I I wanted to hear more elevation. Like, yeah, she got some sexy stuff, like you said, talking about, you know, know, the wet, wet and all that. But, you know... (laughs) Once you're like in your 40s, you want to hear more than that. Like leave that to like the sexy reds and the little young girls. So I'm glad that she gave a variety.
2: Yeah, and she is a just she is a true lyricist. She is just her level of talent is just crazy. So I'm was very impressed and and just so pleasantly surprised how like there there's the bangers and there's the TikTok songs, but she still let people know, no, I am that girl. I can write This ain't, you know, just a TikTok album. Like, I can really get busy. I can get down. You put me next to anybody, like, I I got it. I, I don't care how old I am. Don't count me out. So I really, really like, like, the whole message behind that. And also, it's nice to be able to have music that you can, you know, ride around and listen to, you know, with the kids in the car occasionally. You know, sometimes music now has gotten so just vulgar, like there's a lot of stuff out now I can't really even be playing you know whenever mm-hmm. I got my kid you know my eight-year-old in the car it's like <laughs> we'll just write in silence or maybe find you know a little Spotify playlist which apparently now dad rock is music that I listened to when I was a teenager so it made me feel oh but nonetheless this is an album you can kind of you know listen to around your family and you can you know obviously there's a few songs that are you know out there but It's nice to be able to have music to listen to that isn't just like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you can't play that at the cookout. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, she's doing good. I mean, she has been breaking records for like the past few days. Um, Spotify records, you know, Apple records, billboards. So um, this is definitely and then she announced, I think today that she's going on a tour. So people are like, you know, she's coming to your
2: city too.
1: Yeah, she's coming to Minneapolis. I don't know if I'll be there, but you know, <laughs> Spotify pays for my ticket and sends me, I'll go. You know, yeah, I don't know if right. I'm gonna go because I I mean I've been to her concert in New Orleans um during essence and it was cool. I had a good time. You know, maybe, you know, we'll see. But um, I definitely did enjoy it. I'm glad I got a chance to listen to it, you know, and just give my unbiased opinion. But mm-hmm. I, would, I would say that, honestly, and I'm not a big fan of hers anymore. Everybody knows that. But I will never take away from her lyricism. I will never take away from her creativity. And I think this was a solid album. I think this is probably one of the most solid albums um, that I've listened to all year from any of these rap girls. To yeah. And
2: I mean... Uh- I, I'm not the probably the best person to give this opinion, but I really think a lot of times Nikki, her, her level of talent just goes above just being compared to other female rappers. I mean, as far as like the way that she can write and the double entendres and the way that you got to go back and, mm-hmm. I mean, she can out rap most of these dudes. There, oh, there's yeah. a lot of these, like especially new age rappers. Mm-hmm. They ain't touching Nikki when it comes to lyricism.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's just, that's just the truth, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But she comes from an era where you had to be lyrical. You had to just pop up on the screen, you know, pop up on the scene, just shaking your ass and tits and just, you know, saying these nursery rhyme raps. Like you, she had she put in work, you know, and it's just it is what it is. And so even though we do have the sexy reds who are popping and who are you know burning up the charts as well, um, it's refreshing to see somebody talk about something deeper than fuck my baby daddy. Um, you know (laughs) my ass is getting fat. Can't wait to get out of jail. Like I'm not. (laughs) That I'm so far removed from that. You know, me and Nikki, we're about the same age. So it's like, I, I wanna hear more. I need more. Yeah. You know, let the young folks in their twenties dance and talk to that. I'm not here for any of that. If it comes on, I'm not gonna change it. But I'm not gonna be like, you know, Alexa, play sexy red. Like, no. But now- I, um, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, now this album's good, but I will say there is times I'm if I'm in the car by myself and I'm driving down the interstate, I I like listening. I love me Ice Spice. I love Sexy Red. Right. Um, you know, I I like you know the raunchy songs and stuff, you know. But uh, it it just depends on the mood too, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, just reading the room, like you said, you don't want to be listening to Sexy Red when you're you know having a barbecue. And there's kids running around and stuff. It's like, ah, uh, uh, you know, let's listen to something. <laughs> something for everybody now. You know, I feel right. like there's, there is and a if few If we're in songs. the club
1: and it comes on, we going to dance. Oh, it's a whole different time. story now. Right. 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 So it's, it's, it's the environment, good. Though, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, she did the damn thing. Yeah, no, she did. So, you know, props to her. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Barbz, um, uh, y'all get some points for this album, honey. Mm-hmm,
2: yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then, like I said, I'm like 22, what was it 22 songs?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of songs, and yeah, album. a yeah, lot of songs. I don't. The Malachi barbs been have been waiting. fed. Yes, Malachi, you and the barbs have been definitely fed. He has been waiting for this album literally the past year.
2: I'm I don't. Even, hey, at least I don't it was think December
1: eighth could have came fast enough for him. shout out to Malika (laughs) because I'm talking when that album dropped he was like adding me on Telegraph like t it's here yeah I I don't care I'm not that much of a bar where I'm about to like go streaming at midnight like I don't care that much but I will listen to when I get some time but yeah he was adding me all like that whole night like oh my god I love this song check out this song so it's just funny now like you know he's he's been fed (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) and let me tell you something I, I get it
2: because when Pink Friday came out I, I'm sure I can find pictures. I had the pink, the pastel pink wig with the, the Chinese bangs and the cheap Barbie chain from the beauty supply store. So oh my I get, yeah, no girl, I thought I was a whole Nicki Minaj. Like you couldn't tell me I was not Nicki Minaj. <laughs>
1: it's so funny. Like y'all, yeah. y'all were like straight Nicki, like hardcore fans back then. Oh, yes. Too old to walk around with, you know, pink wigs and stuff. But no, that is because I was working corporate at the time. But yeah, she definitely has some songs. You know, she's always got yeah. box. You know, I just think a lot of things have just kind of overshadowed her in the past few years, but, (laughs) you know, maybe this is like for real her comeback, because honestly, a lot of people who've been in the the game as long as she has, they haven't been able to come back with like a successful album at their older ages. You know, Mm -hmm. you might have some of their hardcore fans go out and support it, but a lot of times like, you know, even like the last few projects that Little Kim has dropped and I'm a Little Kim fan, but those last two projects did nothing for me.
2: Yeah, I think this is a, a good um, testament to, you know, Just I will say shout out to Nikki. She's been able to withstand the test of time. So that definitely says something about her and her artistry and, you know, what she does. And even though, like, I know there's so many talented artists out there that maybe didn't withstand the test of time. She just has that it factor. So, you know, I give credit where credit's due. She's definitely, she's been through a lot, but she has been able to stay in the game a very long time and continue to put out successful music so it'll be interesting to see what a lot of other artists that come behind her if they'll be able to do the same thing
1: yeah or before her right no definitely so now last but not least we got to segue into this last story because this just popped up today Mm -hmm. um so if you guys do not know Charleston White basically got jumped on stage. Y'all know he's a comedian. He said he was talking to Steak Cheese TV not too long ago and he basically said, fuck the community. He's not a community activist anymore. He's busy getting a YouTube bag, a comedian bag. He's in movies and all this stuff. So he's not doing the activism stuff like he was once doing.
0: Once I start getting money, it's fuck the community. Only people who think about community is broke, motherfucker. Motherfucker (laughs) with money don't give a damn about fixing the community because a why man a wise man stores up a inheritance for his children's children's children nowhere does it says the community fuck the community when that's a broke motherfuckers behavior and i was broke when i was doing that
4: but don't people look at that as you turning your back on the community? I, i am
1: so he's been on you know stage booking shows and stuff so we're gonna go ahead and watch this video um it's going viral all over social media it's a mess yeah, 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 that's why I'm saying, man, you got to stop going to these motherfucking
0: country town. These country town motherfuckers don't know how to act. Big city motherfuckers come down here and try to get these motherfuckers <laughs> to show. These motherfuckers <laughs> jibber jam. And y'all here tonight when to come off stage, because I'm about ready to come off stage. They want to even let me tell you a joke. They want not even let them tell, them jokes. tell you a joke. Tell you damn joke, dude. They tell you a yeah. Shut up. Tell you damn joke, dude. What'd you say? I done disrespected everything you nigga love And I ain't been touched this nigga I done touched 2 million dollars talking this shit my you got say about Zero? Oh, I ain't got nothing to say about zero. Zero got his ass hit by a cousin there, for telling Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> nigga what the fuck is you talking about nigga? Yeah, yeah, Zero got his ass hit by a cousin there, nigga What the fuck that's is that's you talking about nigga? Shit, nigga, shut up, is this your woman right here? Is this your woman? Are y'all two together? Are y'all two together? Are y'all two on the date? Are y'all two on the date? Basketball jersey. On. That's uh, your nephew. Don't let him sit in your lap no more, nigga. Yeah, don't let your nephew sit in your lap no more. Uh, hey, I ain't taking uh, my nephew uh, no uh, call. Uh, so this uh, nigga hat uh, turned uh, sideways uh, with a uh, basketball jersey uh, on. Uh, I fuck with bitches, nigga. I ain't riding with my uncle. I ain't not you with him. He ain't with nobody. Ski mask out. Talk right. I already got the back here. Don't give about getting booed. I already got the back here. Don't give a about getting booed, nigga. I don't know got paid. You paid to see me, nigga. You paid to see me. Lakers, Chairs, and wearing ass nigga. Pull out some money, though. Pull out some money, though. Pull out some money, though, nigga. Bitch-Ass, nigga, pull out some money. Pull up. I hit you with your goddamn head, nigga. Pull out some money, nigga. I hit you with your goddamn head. <laughs>
1: alright not, not, not him trying to beat people with microphones, <laughs> flower pots, and chairs. The chair, not the chair, oh my. He literally was talking shit
2: to the biggest, as soon as that dude stood up, I was like, bro, you literally are picking the biggest dude in the crowd.
1: Like, dude stood up, he was jack. <laughs> exactly. Not Talked the chair. The <laughs> and my thing is, where was security? I don't know.
2: And see, this is the type type of stuff that has me wondering, like, was this set up? Because, you know, he, and they better be glad he didn't have his pepper spray on him. Because usually he always talking about he'll shoot somebody or he's got pepper spray. So, well, he didn't pepper spray soldier boy. But anyway, I know he went for that chair and it didn't work. Right. <laughs> that chair. But yeah, it's. What was the was it a podcast or an interview he did with someone or he was acting like his or he did pull out a gun. So it's like, oh, is yeah, this... that was stage. That was that right. Was
1: stage. Mm. Is this is this legit or was this? No, this stage. was supposed to be legit. OK, well, that I'm sorry, that chair. <laughs> and his homeboy Dewberry looked like he he froze up or something. Because yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like the guy who stood up to Charleston, all his homeboys had his back. Oh, like, you saw them jerseys I, I, I want friends like that. When it's, I know, when that's it's right. to, You know what I'm saying? Pop off, we all get up. So I, the dude that Charleston was like... talking crazy too. they all jumped up and had his back. But where was on Charleston's him? people? And he didn't even
2: look like he needed any help. Like, he was jacked. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, he got some big-ass arms. <laughs> of all people, I guess Charleston White either thought his secu- there was security near or that he just ain't nobody about to hop about out the crowd. But they got on that stage real quick. So, yeah, that that chair had me <laughs> it's just it's like he tried to pick it up and it just didn't work like his idea it just his idea didn't come to fruition I don't know
1: <laughs> right and that's the part that's so funny is that he talks a lot of shit so he may and to be uh, such a small guy yeah he may want to uh tighten up on security
2: yeah and you know um a lot of times people think they're untouchable, you know, cause I know a mm-hmm. lot of times he talks a lot of shit on the internet and I'm sure in real life, you know, he walks around and he's fine, you know, but this, this is a, uh, a very humbling situation. so maybe he'll dial it back. Cause he says some real greasy, nasty shit sometimes. I mean, yeah. some of the stuff he says, I get it. Like, okay. You know, that makes sense, but he says some pretty nasty stuff. So maybe this will kind of, humble him and he'll kind of like you said dial it back a bit
1: yeah well it looks like Dio Hughley has something to say about him as what well he
4: uh, Hughley reshared a post from Hollywood Unlocked that explained the incident and in Fallout after his caption read whatever it was that happened don't disrespect our craft by calling that a comedy show clowns and comedians are not the same. Hughley's post also contained clips of an Instagram live shortly after the incident, which shows White counting money he made from the show. White says he left the show paid and without a scratch on him. Also another series of clips of a live stream between White and Aiden Ross, where White would go into detail about what happened. Now Hughley's Instagram posts were filled with comments from comedians agreeing that Charleston White is not a comedian and what he did cannot be called comedy leave Quali was share Hughley's sentiment in a comment that read, That's what I'm saying. This man literally calls himself a rapist publicly. He disses Nipsey Hussle publicly. He solely targets black people for his trolling ways. And Negroes out here so thirsty for leadership that they hail him as a black leader or a comedian. Nah, he a dang troll and a one at that. When he is called a comedian, that is disrespectful to comedians. When he is called pro-black, that is disrespectful to the pro-black people who's been working in our communities for years, who don't brag about raping women. I am not pro-violence, but I am pro-karma. We have to do better as a people. Comedy Hype's own Pierre would chime in with an analogy of his own. There's levels to this art, as in every business. A car wreck doesn't stay in new, but for so long. It eventually gets hauled off, never to be seen by the masses. Right now, we're riding slow by the wreck looking. Soon we'll get to our destination. Comedian Corey Bell also agreed and commented, Thank you. Stop stinking up our stuff with this foolishness. This isn't comedy. Tony Baker would write, That man grabbed every weapon he could. Flower pots, microphone, chair, table leg, bookshelf, cast iron skillet, a dresser drawer bottom, a toolbox, One left foot roller skate, a KFC bucket with two pieces in it, a washing machine lid. Coco Brown added, the brainwashed people on this thread is exhausting. See children, real comedians are trained to handle hecklers without violence, but can if needed. But it's called a set and material, not a flower pot. Roland Martin would respond to Coco's comment with a diss to Charleston White. The flower pot is funnier. In addition to Martin, Ari Spears responded to Coco Brown with, and if you're really great as a comic, aka handling hecklers, they'll want to fight you. Most veteran comedians under Hughley's post seem to be in agreement. Several comments express confusion on why Charleston White is labeled a comedian, with some attributing it to the culture that we're currently in. Oh, we, they went in.
2: They did. Now, they didn't have that same high, uh, energy when T.I. wanted to be a comedian. Mm. But I will say that I did like that quote. What was it that they said? I'm not pro violence, but I'm pro karma. That that was a good. Point. Yeah,
1: by Talib Kali.
2: Yeah, that was a good one.
1: And you know, I, I'm starting, and I I get the frustration. Um, social media has ruined a lot of stuff. Like things are so oversaturated now. Everybody's you know fighting for scraps, right? So Mm -hmm. you have everybody now, any Yahoo can go viral and then decide to be a podcaster, be a commentator, be a YouTuber, be a TikToker. And at one point in time, there were levels to this. You know, yeah. just like we were talking about earlier with Nicki Minaj, like anybody can just make a a random rap song, you know, my booty hole brown, my booty hole brown. And it just goes <laughs> viral. And now she's considered a rapper, whereas like, you know, you really have to have skills. You really have to put in work. You have to be co-signed by somebody. They were, you know, unfortunately, gatekeepers in the industry. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of a free for all. And so while I definitely understand what a lot of the OG comedians are saying because it's like, why why is he booking shows? Why is he making $40,000 for a comedy set? He's not even a real comedian. He may be funny online, but he's not a real comedian. He hasn't been trained by the best of the best. He doesn't even know how to handle hecklers because right. comedians are not supposed to fight people in the crowd. You're always going to have a heckler. That's part of being a comedian. So I'm really glad that the comedians have spoken out about this because I didn't even look at it from their point of view because now anybody can just consider themselves anything because of social media. And even for me, I've had people call me a journalist and I appreciate it. It's it's very thoughtful and, you know, it's nice, but I always have to correct people. I'm not a journalist. I don't have a journalist degree. I didn't go to school for journalism. I have integrity. That's something natural. That's something within me. But I'm not a journalist. And I don't like to take on that moniker because it takes away from actual journalists who went to school to go get like a four year degree and work for The New York Times and The Huffington Post. I just make YouTube videos. I make good YouTube videos and thoughtful commentary, but I'm not going to take on the moniker of a journalist. But again, everybody doesn't have that type of integrity. It's like, well, yeah, I'm funny. True. I crack jokes on TikTok. So, yeah, I'm a comedian now. Well, no, slow your roll, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I like, just think you difference. do pranks at Walmart doesn't make you a comedian. Yeah. And
2: there's a big difference between, um, you know, posting because there are people, you know, on TikTok, on Instagram, on, you know, on social media in general that mm-hmm. do, you know, quick little videos, and they are funny. And we're like, right. oh, that, that was funny. But there's different types of, you know, there's sketch comedy, what, what is it, improv, There and then there's stand-up comedy. And there's a, it's a whole different type of deal between making a video and posting it online to getting on stage and being able to engage with the crowd, write jokes, and and it be funny and entertain people. And then, mm-hmm. once again, being able to deal with hecklers <clears throat> and knowing how to deal with people in person. You put a video on TikTok and it's funny and you get people in the comments, you know, that are trolling or whatever. That's one thing. But when you're in person, that's a whole different story. Can you demand or can you, you know, can control the room? Can you demand attention? Some people just don't have that type of, you know, like there's a lot of uh, actors and actresses that are in movies that are funny, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that they're a stand up comic. There's writers. There's so many people that write for, you know, like Saturday Night Live or you know, different comedy show, Bob's burgers, whatever. I'm trying to think of just funny, like shows that mm-hmm. are writers, but they're not stand-up comics. Some do it all. Some yeah. can, some can't. Clearly, if he's getting in a, a brawl and he's throwing chairs at people, he's not, he he don't know nothing about stand-up comedy. I remember we saw Hannibal Burris one time. He told my husband he was a piece of shit. Got <laughs> Hannibal
1: Burris cussing out your husband. He sure
2: did. He's like, You're a piece of shit. I mean, my and to be fair though, like my husband didn't do anything. He's like, hey man, what's your name? And he told him. And he's like, You're a piece of shit. And that was it. And we just laughed and kept pushing because it's a comedy show and we're not assholes. But what I'm saying is like that that he knows how, but yeah, girl, he did. <laughs> But yeah, he that's a stand up comic that knows how to engage with, you know, the audience, how to control a room that is completely different than Charleston White posting a video on Instagram and people typing LOL in the comments. There's just there's levels to it, like you said.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work, you know, and comedy is not easy and being able to command a room. And I just think now at this point with social media, it's like, you know, everything has kind of been low key cheapened a bit. Where anybody mm-hmm. can be anything. And and maybe the comedians have to also blame themselves because you made a perfect point when you said, well, they weren't going in on T.I. No, they weren't. I was a rapper. And mm-hmm. a lot of them rolled out the red carpet for him. And I remember when Godfrey and a few others were like, no, that's not cool that he wants to be a comedian now. Like, no, there's levels to this. You have to put in work. So now we're supposed to just consider you a comedian because you want to do comedy you know, just like I remember when NeNe Leaks was going on her comedy tour. I know, like, Lu, Lu, I think Lunell and a few others, they kind of felt the way. You know, it's like you have a lot of people who want to dabble in different things. And I think that's where the disconnect has come from. Because when we were growing up, if you were the rapper, you were the rapper. If you were an actor, you were an actor. Like, everybody had their lane. And then I would say by, like, the late 90s, mid-2000s, then you would start seeing rappers, you know, taking on roles as actors and, you know, mm-hmm. actors wanting to be rappers. You know, Shaq was a basketball player wanting to be a rapper. So you you've had people who have crossed. Hell, into Jamie Foxx.
2: You said who didn't he? Jamie Foxx. Wasn't he an actor first? Oh, then yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was successful. I mean, there oh, are yeah. a few successful uh, people. But uh, I remember Cat Williams. Remember, people were dragging the hell out of Cat Williams because of what he said about Tiffany Haddish and. Mm-hmm. She had a show. He's like, yes, yeah, she was in a funny movie, but I haven't heard her, you know, do a show yet. Mm-hmm. And a stand people, up. Right. And the stand up didn't turn out great. And people just drug him. And it's like he he made some valid points. Yeah, and Williams is funny as hell.
1: Yeah. You know, He's there's different levels. Comic. Yeah, there's definitely levels to it. And I just think, you know, unfortunately, with social media, people feel like they can just, you know, do anything. I mean, now you have it where the streamer is. They're the new celebrities. You know, the Kai Sinats and the Aiden Rosses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, they're making millions of dollars, you know, from their platforms now. And so they're not now the new celebrities. Now you have established artists like Drake going onto their platforms to get a co sign. So it's yeah, like the roles have it, definitely been, visibility. yeah, the roles have been reversed. I mean, even think Kai was like doing a whole little weekend with Offset in the summertime when, he, when Offset went over there and hung out with him. So I just think now anything is just, it's, I think what's pushing stuff is what the people want to see. Social yeah. media is driving a lot of the stuff now. Social media is driving entertainment. So if you're yeah. not popping, if you're not viral, if you're not controversial, if you're not blue-facing for Sean. Oh God! <laughs> You're just not gonna trend. Nobody's gonna check for you like that, and it's sad, but that's just what it is. Yeah, and to be fair, I will say I
2: have seen a few people that have, um, you know, maybe gotten there that they, they went viral for something that they said on social media, or maybe they just started out doing skits on social media and they they got a following, and then mm-hmm. they started doing comedy shows, and they actually are funny. So I mean, there are the few cases where people can you know, get into it. But like you said, I still believe there's levels to it. And Charleston White is a perfect example because I I don't understand what what he is. Like, okay, he's an activist, but he's a comedian at the same time. And I'm not one for, I I don't like when people say like off the wall, crazy shit. And then they just try to say, well, I'm a comedian. I can say whatever I want. Like, (laughs) hold up now. Like, you're not Dave Chappelle. I can understand if you're saying it at a comedy show in context, Mm -hmm. but you can't cuss somebody out and call. And them and their mama ho and all kind of crazy stuff. And then I, well, I'm a comedian. I can do it. Like hold it up now. that That's not right.
1: how it works. Yeah. We got to know what you're, what you're on um, long before this. And, you know, again, I don't know. It's like one well, minute, he's like, you know, the activist and he's done all this stuff for children, but then other people on social media say that, you know, they can't find the receipts of this. So I don't know. I know when I first started seeing him going viral, it seemed like he was out there with the youth and stuff like that. But again, you know, fame unfortunately changes people. You know, it can, it, you can get so famous that your whole ego, your persona, your personality, all that sometimes meshes into one. And I think now because he's, he has the fame now and he has the notoriety, he's getting a bag. Um, So it's almost like you're turning into the same rappers that you talk against,
4: you yeah, know, and, ego ever- and
1: not, right. you know, um, even when he did the whole gun thing that happened in Chicago on that podcast, you're doing antics that rappers do to go viral.
2: Yeah. And ever since, you know, I I remember he did an interview one time and he said that he started acting ridiculous and stuff like that, because, you know, that's what got people's attention. So he could listen to him or so people would listen to him. Mm -hmm. But ever since I I heard him say one time it was, he did an interview and um, six, nine got brought up. And he was being dead serious, like he can't fall back on. Oh, I was joking. It's comedy. No, he was being dead serious and said that he thinks what he did was commendable. And he has so much respect for him and he would love to be his friend. Ever since he said that, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't take shit that he says seriously. (laughs)
3: Like,
1: come on now. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all this ends up playing out. He's, of course, back online talking mess and saying, of course, You know, uh, he still got paid. They didn't rob him. So, you know, they're whack. They didn't do a good enough job. So it's going to be interesting to see if um, this makes him fall back or if he ends up taking it more seriously because, granted, he was in Texas. But if this was, like, in the Bronx, if this was, like, in Philly, um, he could have been shot. Yeah, that was. Certain
2: cities don't play. Exactly. You know, it wasn't even that long ago this summer. You know, they had a. And the forum here in Memphis, they don't play like security's tight and they had a shooting on a little baby concert. So yeah. it could have been really bad. So thank God nobody got hurt or lost their life or it didn't escalate to that point. But um, either he's going to tone it down or he's going to amp up
1: security. And I have a feeling he's probably just going to amp up security. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Well, on that note, we've been on here for over an hour. This was definitely a good podcast Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for coming on once again with me thank you for having me it's always a pleasure definitely so tea sippers enjoy the rest of y'all's day and we will talk to y'all later deuces thank you for listening to today's show make sure you join us again soon for all the latest tea make sure you follow me on my social media pages just put in l-o-v-e-l-y-t-i on twitter instagram facebook and youtube